Hi, and welcome to episode 45 of Tegan Goes Vegan. I'm your host, Tegan Karuna. This week, I spoke with John Schultz and Paul Carmine of Batter and Crumbs Bakery here in the Philadelphia area. These guys have been vegan for eight-ish years and also own a vegan bakery, which makes some of the best baked goods I've ever had, hands down, vegan or non. Not that I have had, I haven't had a non-vegan baked good in a long time, but their brownie is amazing. I also got some kind of caramel oatmeal cookie. I, I got stuff from them back in October and it was phenomenal and I had to have them on the show and I finally did and it was very exciting. So we talk about all kinds of stuff. We talk about some baking issues. We talk about egg substitutes, of course, as you have to when you're talking about vegan baking. We also talk about fake meats and which ones we like and which ones we're hesitant about. And basically just kind of get into their story a little bit and what it's like to own a vegan bakery. So if you want to learn more about them and their work, you can find them at batterandcrumbs.com and they're also on Facebook and Instagram. Speaking of Facebook and Instagram, as always, you can find Tegan Goes Vegan on Facebook, Tegan Goes Vegan Podcast. You can also send me an email, mail at tegangoesvegan.com. And if you have a chance, rate and review the show on iTunes. As you may have noticed, there's a new feed for the show. And it looks a little bit different now. It's got a green and tan logo. Thank you to my husband, Nathan, for creating that beautiful new logo for me. This just means that it it's even more important that you guys rate and review it because the reviews that were on the old iTunes feed are gone and they don't mean anything anymore because iTunes deleted my feed. <laughs> and I'm sure that you realized that the podcast was gone for a long time and we're back up and running now, finally, thankfully. But this just means that it's even more important that you take just a couple minutes, get in there, give it five stars, fingers crossed, or write a review, whatever is easiest for you. If you encounter any problems with the review process, just shoot me an email at mail at and I will try to help you figure out what's going on because iTunes does not make it easy to review shows. And while we're on the subject, I also wanted to say thank you so much for bearing with me. I was dealing with website problems and then I was dealing with iTunes problems and everything took way longer to fix than I expected. So we're back up and running. I have some really great shows all queued up for you. So look out for those. They'll be coming soon. And thank you for subscribing to the new feed. I hope that you enjoy. And thank you for subscribing to the new feed. I really appreciate all of your patience. All right. And um, that's enough housekeeping for this week. Let's get right into the interview. Here they are, John Schultz and Paul Carmine of Batter and Crumbs Bakery. So, how long have you guys been vegan? You want to go first? I'll go first. So, Wait, why don't you actually, I'm going to interrupt you because that's what good hosts do. Um, why don't you introduce you, yourselves? That way people can start to associate name and voice. Sure. My name is John Schultz and I am the baker for Batter and Crumbs Vegan Baking Company. And I'm Paul Carmine, and I'm also with Batter and Crumbs, mostly handle the business side of things and some of the social media. Cool. All right. So now I'll re-ask, when did you guys become vegan? Well, we went vegan uh, around the same time. It was uh, the same time, actually. We are partners and also business partners. So I think it was 2008 or 2009 when Food Incorporated came out. 
and we saw that movie and we were omnivores at that point and it was that night where we both went out to I think Panera afterwards after seeing the movie and we were going to get a salad and the question came up at the register like should we get chicken and both of us <laughs> said no I don't think we can <laughs> and that was the start of being vegetarian um, yeah it was that movie Food Inc. is the time that I absolutely stopped eating meat um, I ran a uh, food service department at McGee Rehabilitation Hospital in Philly and um Nobody believed when I came in the next day when I said I'm done eating meat that I would actually be done eating meat. But from that day on, um, I have been meat free, and I think it was probably 2008. I think, and I think it was 2008, and that was when we both went vegetarian. And then it was a year of just buying books and reading. And it was a, almost a year later. I picked up a book called Vegan Freak. I forget who wrote it, but it was a couple, and they had a podcast actually, and they wrote this book. I don't think they're doing it anymore, but. It was all about going vegan. It was sort of like a punk rock in your face, hard edge uh, take on it. It was it was a good book too, and I was like, I'm going to go vegan. And uh, I think you said like, that's, that's never going to happen. Yeah, it's true. Um, <laughs> I think that's that was, a lot yeah. of people's yeah, first yeah, response. I, like, mm. I knew I wasn't. Uh, my biggest issue was giving up uh, half and half of my coffee. And uh, I think that was my thing too. I was like, oh, I can never imagine not having you know iced coffee in the morning without half and half. But uh, I went vegan. A week later, he went vegan, and it just stuck. So what do you put in your coffee now? I use the uh, Silk Creamer or So Delicious Creamer. There's mm-hmm. so many out there now. It's it's There's so many choices. Back then, I think, uh, I don't know what was available, but I'm not really even sure what I st- started using back then. I still like Starbucks, so I uh, just do the soy milk and the coffee. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a nice guilty pleasure. Mm-hmm. Can't can't be too upset with a Starbucks. I worked there for about eight years. Oh, on and off. Got it. It was a college job. Then it wasn't. Then it was again. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. I did the the post first job Starbucks gig. Oh yeah. The when oh, I yeah. when I finally quit the first job and I was like, oh, this is not for me. I did I did Starbucks for the health insurance, right? Was that it? That was yep. the plan. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even. I think I made it the th- three or four months. I I didn't even get to the point. Where I could get the insurance, and then I moved to Philly. Oh, so you know, and then at that point I was like, I can't live on seven fifty an hour. So thanks Starbucks, but no thanks, I can't do it. <laughs> Even with the health insurance and stuff. So what was the transition like for you guys? Because you were vegetarian for some kind of short, short amount of time. Yeah. So clearly, like you had the momentum, and like, what was that like? In in like. Going from omnivore to vegetarian and then quickly switching into vegan? Uh, for me, I think it was much easier than I ever expected it to be. Uh, the biggest issue for me was, quite frankly, my job. Um, and not only overseeing like the food service departments, um, but other areas of the hospital. With um, There's there was catering involved, and, and it was just one of those things where it was really difficult for me to be promoting my catering menu, which was full of meat products. Uh, but I managed to turn that into a good thing by introducing a lot of meat-free items to not only the staff, but the patients. And by the time I left, we had a, uh, a very solid vegetarian and vegan menu, which was really nice. So um, I think that was the hardest part for me, was having to purchase food that was clearly against my principles. Um, and to this day, I, I run a restaurant um, in Delaware County called Frankie's on Fairview. And um, I've been lucky enough to have um, my friend who owns it 
allow me to put a vegan menu up, and that uh, vegan menu is very popular. So I'm able to introduce the vegan food to many people that may not have even considered trying it. So, uh, but yeah, I think that was the hardest part for me. But as far as the food part of it, I think it was really easy. I don't really think we had too many difficulties. I don't really remember having too much of a problem, especially the vegetarian phase. Uh, It was pretty smooth because there's still so many options out there. And then right about the time we were going vegan, you know, Deo was coming out. Gardein was sort of hitting the scene. I do remember the first Thanksgiving was kind of rough because of the questions, but also tofurkey roast is just terrible. <laughs> it's not good. I've never had it. I'm scared of it. Yeah, tofurkey is It not was not good. And, but that was like really, we hadn't had too many meat substitutes up to that point. So, you know, it was like introducing the family to, to veganism. And then the tofurkey roast wasn't, you know, it was sort of a sides Thanksgiving, which was fine. But, you know, now with Gardein, it's like... Have you tried the gardein roast? No, I haven't done any of the oh. roasts because I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to stick with the sides, what I can make on my own and stick because mm. I'm They're the best about, part anyway. They are the yeah. best part. Yeah. And what I don't want to do is serve. I've hosted the last two Thanksgivings. So what I don't want to do is serve something that grosses people out. And I just don't, haven't tried it beforehand. But the gardein one is good. Love yeah. the gardein one. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah, that's the, I think that's the best on the market. But It's a stuff with stuffing. comes with a gravy package, which is actually really good. Cranberry sauce. Cranberry sauce. And stuff mm. like that. So. Yeah. I've had the, the turkey cutlets with gravy. Or maybe they're like chicken yep. cutlets. Yeah, they gravy? look like chicken cutlets yeah. with yeah. the turkey. Yeah. Yep. That's pretty solid. Yeah, they're good too. Yeah. Now, I think when we first started, those items weren't really mainstream. So we did a lot of fruit and vegetables, which was great you know um especially for me because i was able to keep the weight off and um now that there's so many items out on the market it's easier to i think indulge and maybe overdo it and there's less fruits and vegetables in my diet than there was when i first went vegetarian vegan so um so it's a good and a bad thing i think (laughs) in that respect (laughs) it's nice it's certainly nice to have the option of getting something that is kind of meaty that in you know in a meal every once in a while eating them all the time i think is probably not as good for you like but still probably better for you than eating a super processed non-vegan food i don't know yeah, I guess I'm the not, jury's I'm out. Make, but, I'm not here to uh, make health claims. Right. I don't know anything about it. Flow. Sometimes I'm all Whole Foods, but the past couple of weeks I've just been burning through packages of Boca chicken nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a busy time for you guys. Yes, yeah. very busy. So I, I yeah. imagine. I actually wanted to talk to you a little bit more about working in a restaurant. Yes. Um, so a little bit of background on me. I come from a restaurant family. My dad is a chef. My mom was a professional server. I worked as a cook before I became vegan. So I'm familiar with that world. What is it like being a vegan in a non-vegan restaurant? It really is tough at times. Um, you have a lot of, uh, times you're, you're trying to recommend items to newcomers on the menu and you get to that vegan section and they make all the faces and you know, tell you how gross that is. And, um, so that, that's frustrating. Um, but there's a lot of positive in that. You know, there's a lot of people coming in willing to try things that they've never tried before. And I just had a gentleman today who came in for a seitan steak and he's not vegan. Um, mm. but he said that the last time he was in there, one of the servers talked him into it. And he had it, and he said he actually enjoyed it more than a cheesesteak. 
That's so, great. So now he's all excited about our vegan cheesesteak, which is, by the way, fantastic. Um, so you know, you have that that the good stuff and the bad stuff, and um, you know, I'm I'm happy that I'm able to get people to try something new or something different. And then you have certain people that are just going to be stubborn and, and turn their nose up. And I really don't waste a whole lot of energy on them because you can sort of read people and get an idea of who's somewhat interested and, and who's not. So some are just harder sells than others. But I, again, I think the hardest part for me is when you're, you leave at the end of the day and um, you smell like the kitchen and the kitchen smells like bacon grease and um, I can't wait to go home and get a shower. Mm-hmm. I get a shower as soon as I can and, and I always go to the gym after work, but I go home first to shower and then sweat it all out. Oh God, it's just, yeah, that's, that's, that's a tough part. But, um, but as far as, um, the people go, I said, it's a good mix of people being receptive and some people just aren't, but, Mm -hmm. uh, I think, is it hard to handle the item, like physically handle non-vegan items? I I think it was worse in, in the very beginning. Um, but I've gotten, I hate to say used to it, but I have. And, um, the ultimate goal for John and I are to have our own place that is, of course, 100% vegan. Uh, right now, you know, we have uh, Batter and Crumbs, which is the bakery, um, and that is 100% vegan, and that's great, and that's the way I'd like to go. But right mm-hmm. now, you know, this is my my day job that I, you know, pays the bills uh, for the most part as we grow this other business. So, um, it just and just, to- I mean, just like everybody else, it's doing the best you can yeah. right like yeah. it's your livelihood and so it makes sense that you know as you're building a totally vegan business there would be some transition period yeah there is and um at the hospital again i worked um, at mcgee for many years and um i really feel like by the time i left there i had a very positive influence um on getting more uh, awareness on the health aspect and i had a great um person in the dietary department that was um she was a clinical dietitian who was just on my same page as me and we really made some strong accomplishments i felt in in getting probably the best vegetarian menu out there in any hospital in the city so to this day i feel like uh you know i left a mark there which is and nice what a great legacy to be able to leave and and frankly at the restaurant as well like putting together a vegan menu and having people come in and try food when they haven't before it's a huge impact that's showing people that they can eat really good vegan food. Yeah, and you can. And the best part is when I fool my food service vendors into trying something that's that's vegan. And I, I bring out the, the Guardian fishless filet one day and uh, ask them to try this new fish that uh, we're trying to bring in. And <laughs> everybody around the table is eating it, and then they liked it. And then when I took a bite, they realized, wow, that... <laughs> was a vegan and it's, that's just yeah it was and then Got my, him. i have my the one gentleman who was a food service um rep for cisco which is a big company out there uh far from vegetarian um never expected him in a million years to even think about it um but he to this day i believe after trying that product um felt like maybe i can go vegetarian and um i He's to this day, I think, still still uh, doing his his uh, vegetarian thing there. We'll That's great. I actually should reach out to him to see how it's going. But uh, he still posts on Facebook his his vegetarian meals, which you know I think that that was uh, somebody I, I would never have thought would have done that. 
Wow. So it's nice to, That's to awesome. be able to influence somebody like that. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. I actually had a nightmare about the Gardein fish fillets once. No, what was because that? Because I, I hated fish before. Like, I just didn't like eating it. And I had a nightmare that somebody was forcing me to eat it. Like, a lot of <laughs> vegans have nightmares yeah. about being force-fed meat. That's never been it. It's always been the Gardein fish fillets. I'm just, like, so averse to them. It's uh, so stupid. It's like childhood trauma with the... What, what's the McDonald's one called? The, um... Oh, the filet of fish. Filet of fish, yeah, yeah. That was always troubling to bite into i think that's oh, i love the filet of fish oh. though that was the thing that's why i'm glad that these fishless <laughs> fillets taste like oh no i like that oh. when i first had beyond meat the beyond meat chicken strips i couldn't it was too too spot on like texture and taste wise oh i couldn't do it it was a uh, i think i got some like chicken salad from whole foods or something and i threw it away because i was like this tastes like chicken that's the way oh, i am wow. with that new beyond burger we cooked that up in the house and our yeah. house smelled like meat for a week and that's the last time I'm cooking that. I mean, it tasted realistic, but maybe too realistic for me. So it's that. Uh, yeah, give it time. I'm sure I, we'll. I <laughs> bought it. I bought it when the new Whole Foods here in Philly yeah, opened and yeah. we could get it. And it's been sitting in my freezer for like a month because I'm like, I can't do yeah. it. I need somebody to like hold my hand through it <laughs> because I'm, I'm afraid of this, the whole thing of it being too meaty. I think it would gross me out. I think it was the way the house smelled that bothered me the most. I felt like I was back at the restaurant. Yeah, well, yeah. Although I think we kind of burnt them a little bit, so it doesn't really. <laughs> well, that might not be a fair I didn't, mean, I didn't trial. Them. He, he he burnt them. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I guess that's part of the appeal. It, the idea is to get non-vegans to yeah, eat it. Absolutely. So mm-hmm. they want it to. Yeah. Smell so like if that. It, if it helps, then great. I mean, I'm all for it, but I think I'll be passing on it. I really do. Yeah, I think for a lot of people, we've become used to not eating burgery type things. I'm excited about it because mm-hmm. I loved burgers before, but I don't know. I'm apprehensive. Yeah, again, I think I stick to the Gardein ones. I can throw them in the microwave too, which is always helpful. Yeah, you know? that's that's yeah. the big thing. Yeah, <laughs> for me, microwaving is, is just fantastic. Yeah. Can you microwave the Gardein burgers? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah. Mm, yeah. I didn't know that. Good to know. Yeah, and yeah, hmm. they're, they're easily microwaved. Hmm. So let's talk about Batter and Crumbs Bakery. Okay. All right. Give yeah. me, tell me the origin story. Where, when did the idea first John talk flit across your mind? Oh, it's so disappointing. Um, <laughs> well, I, as I said, I was at Starbucks. Um, my, the other thing I do is I'm an actor in Philadelphia. I've been doing that since I graduated from Eastern University in 2010. So I was at Starbucks still because of that and doing the you know, minimum wage thing. It was a really busy store. I didn't want to stay there. It was just too much. So that and the acting thing. So a friend of ours, actually a friend of my, one of my coworkers, was talking about dropping off some vegan pastries to a local coffee shop called Seven Stones. It's in media. It's one of our – they sell our stuff, actually a lot of our stuff. And she was talking to the owner who she knew, and the owner wanted some vegan pastries. And our friend Sam, who was also a barista with me, said, I'm going to drop some stuff off. I was like, you should do that. Drop some vegan pastries off. That'll be cool. She did, but they didn't really work out. And Sam wasn't a baker and didn't really want to pursue that. So I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll bake some stuff up, drop it off, see how it goes. And they love the samples. That's pretty much how Batter and Crumbs came to be in the beginning. um, It was just sort of a knee-jerk thing. Like, I got to get out of Starbucks. I know I like baking. I've been doing it my whole life. Let's see what happens. And the business side of me was like, well, wait, we can't just do that. You need to <laughs> actually do this the right way. And so we um, formed the LLC and 
Um, coming up with the name was the was a hard one. Uh, I think we went through I don't know how many different every every name I came up with. John vetoed for the most part. <laughs> one day I was sitting on the couch and uh, I was eating pretzels. And like um, you do, yeah, on the yeah, couch yeah, eating I was, pretzels. I was watching TV, <laughs> eating pretzels, and um, yeah, I, as I tend to do, I had some crumbs sitting on my chest there, and uh, as I'm thinking, I'm like crumbs, 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 and then it just the whole. My, I was thinking of mind over batter for some mm. reason for a while, which Terrible. he vetoed. Of, yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, so that batter was in my mind, and I'm like, batter, crumbs, batter and crumbs. Wait a second. So I text John and. I was expecting the thumbs down, and uh, he said, wait, that's not bad. So that's how we came up with the, <laughs> the name. The first Batter one that was like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, all right, that works. He doesn't like to edit much, so I have to <laughs> no. do things. So. <laughs> so so we wound up uh, going with that, and then um, then the, the, the design of the logo, and that took time. And uh, then we just came up with like a little business plan to, to move forward and uh, you know, make it a legit business. And uh, that's where we're at now. So right now we work out of a commercial kitchen and um, the goal is to have a storefront, a retail cafe, which would be a vegan cafe. and um, Food and bakery? Yes. Basically vegan Starbucks. So pastry case, so bathroom comes pastries, like a, an RTD case with like grab and go sandwiches that we can heat up and then espresso bar. Um, so something, you know, simple fast and it's been i would say a good year that we've been looking for this spot and we're not going to jump right into it um we just want to find the right spot so mm-hmm. we were looking at one location in villanova the old vg cafe oh, okay. uh, yeah. he's, he's moved into the city um and there's a lot of pros and cons to that location a big con is the rent and um it's a pricey place to be and just a little concerned about the summer traffic there with uh schools being out and um, uh, the the vacation time and it just um, we we were really high on that spot and uh, I think we're right now not as high on it as we once were but we're looking yeah. so if anybody knows of any place <laughs> let us know contact us at batterandcrumbs.com we're ready so so let's talk about the the baked goods themselves yeah you have a pretty large selection we of do. options. So how did you determine what you were going to carry? You know, for me, it's pretty much throwing things against the wall and see what sticks. So, and what I find is that the things that sell the best and that are still on the website are the the improvisations. Like, you know, I've got some banana extract and some walnuts. Let's try a banana split cupcake or um, I guess... This is a good time to promote this. Uh, we are going to have some of the elusive vegan cannolis Ooh. at the uh, pop-up shop this weekend, which I'm making from scratch. I'll be frying up these shells myself and all that. So, yeah, it really is just sort of a it's a throwing it against the wall and see what sticks, and that's when the best things come out. So, um, our most popular thing has got to be the double chocolate brownie. I've had that, and it's amazing, and I dream about it. Still. Yeah, that's, that's our that's our number one seller. We're uh, we're getting close to having that on um, some shelves in some stores. So uh, that is one of the the goals for 2017 uh, moving forward. So um, there's there's been some uh, interest from a couple of uh, local markets. So we have the labeling done. We have the nutritional info done, and we are working with a food scientist on all the nutritional uh, labeling. So we want that to be 
you know, all set and ready to go um, real soon too. Yeah, no, that's a good example of like taking a recipe that I had and sort of modifying it a bit and tweaking it till it became, you know, the double chocolate brownie that it is and that people really love a lot. Um, and I think that uh, with a lot of the pastries, the idea was to not create something that is distinctly vegan, but that is just something that people love already and make that vegan. So uh, what's a good example of something that we have that I tweaked to do? Um, oh, gosh. Uh, this is Oh, well, like in, in October at the V Marks the Spot pop-up for Halloween, something I wanted to do was I made the vegan cups of dirt. So... Because that was such like a warm childhood memory mm-hmm. of going to TGI Fridays and getting the cup of dirt. <laughs> um, and it was so easy to veganize that because pudding is actually vegan. I didn't know that. Um, what do you mean? Like it's just Jello chicken. pudding. Yeah, it's vegan. Oh, like the box? Yeah, the secret is, yeah, like you, you go to the store and get the box stuff. Yeah. Um, it says it won't set with soy milk, but right. the secret is to just use half the amount of soy milk. Oh. Yeah. So you're using. Super easy. So it's just thicker. Yep. Because it doesn't have the fat. Is that what I it know, is? I or is it the protein? The uh, well, it's a it's a miracle of like fifties food engineering. Right. <laughs> the chemical they use to thicken it is designed to in, to react to lactose, oh, okay. and that's what thickens it. There's a chemical reaction that happens. So you, can, of course, can do that with soy milk or any other non dairy milk. But with half the amount, it thickens up just perfect, and it's just like regular pudding. And I was like, oh my gosh, I've missed pudding so much. And put, a vegan pudding can be so expensive, like the little cups. Yeah. So, that's a little secret for you. Oh, that's um, a good... Hey, you heard it here first. <laughs> vegan pudding. Uh, just check the box because most, most of the flavors are vegan. Some of them may have a milk ingredient or derivative in it, but I think the basic like chocolate, vanilla, butterscotch, banana are all vegan. Yeah. Okay, I'm doing that after yeah. this because now I need pudding. <laughs> oh Five minutes, God. instant pudding. I, guess yeah. I never had the cup of dirt until Tattooed Mom and uh, yeah, I don't get it. I mean, it's not good as an uh, adult. No, but it's, like but it's a nostalgic thing. thing. Yeah, was ever good. Something else I'm making for the pop up this weekend is Muddy Buddy Mix, which is <gasps> exactly yes. that. Yep, little oh, bags of Muddy yeah. Buddy Mix. So simple. With that's like Czech cereal with chocolate like rice, and Czech peanut cereal, butter. Yeah, how do I not know and, this? I don't know how I don't know about this stuff. We- well, so we're 20 years apart, so he's a little bit <laughs> older than we are. That could be. Um, it. So he wasn't a. a Millennial in the eighties, nineties, right? So, so you, so you somehow skated by without. I eating. guess I, yeah. I don't know. I guess, but, but, I but, but like Muddy Buddy Mix was a, I think it was a Christmas thing. Like every year, you'd have mm. like the bowl of like Muddy Buddy Mix, a bowl of like Chex Mix, yeah, um, out. You know, I I was introduced to it at summer camp. Oh, okay. And the name for it. This is the worst name, but I have to say because we called it Fat Kids Crack. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> and because that's what it is. Like, as soon as you bring out a bag, it's gone. It's so wow. good. I think I think I knew it as reindeer poop too. I think that was yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how I knew it. Yeah, we should call it that this weekend. There you go. You know? yeah. That's the theme. But really, it's it's creating a vegan product that that is not trying to be in any way vegan. If that makes sense. So uh, I guess a tagline for us could be unapologetically decadent. Um, we're not trying to create something that's healthy, something that's you know. Uh, made with buckwheat and quinoa or something you know right we are going for um decadent desserts uh because that's something that we both agreed that we couldn't find that much prior to going actually just when we just went vegan i don't remember having many good desserts no there weren't any we would go out to to restaurants that had vegan options and then dessert time comes and 
there was nothing. So I think that's where yeah, we decided we needed to change or it. Was yeah. sorbet, right. Or it was something that was made in-house. It was sort of just dry and flavorless and non-colorless and not really appetizing. And then every once in a while you'd get a vegan treats, you know, somewhere. Right. But it it wasn't as popular eight, nine years ago in this area, I think, because there weren't as many vegan places popping up. So Yeah, yeah. it's it's interesting because one of the things that I've found – in getting asked questions about being vegan is mm-hmm. um, it gets conflated with gluten-free. And so like the, all of the questions like, can you eat bread? Can you eat rice? And it's like, well, yeah. I mean, if they don't, <laughs> if you don't melt cheese on top of it, sure. <laughs> but, but it's interesting that in, in the minds of people who aren't enmeshed in this mm-hmm. whole ecosystem of food, um, it doesn't make a difference. And, and so I think, that a lot of times desserts in particular become gluten-free, allergen-free, all of that kind of stuff. Because they're already like halfway there with the no dairy, no eggs. But it, it does definitely change the eating experience. If you don't need the allergen-free yeah. aspect, then you're, you're kind of... It, it, to me, it can feel like... I'm fortunate not to have any allergies, so... It can feel to me like this is not quite good enough. You know, it's not quite what I'm looking for in a brownie. Absolutely, yeah. Well, we get plenty of the requests for gluten-free. And we're happy to fill them. However, we don't work in a gluten-free environment, so we cannot offer somebody who has celiac disease or a serious allergy. Um, We tell them, you know, there might be some cross-contamination. However, if you're looking just to cut gluten out of your diet, we we can fill that order. But we do get a lot of those requests, and we're unfortunately have to say, you know, hey... They might, they might come in contact with a surface that has touched flour or something else that has gluten in it. Um, but even even among a lot of vegans, we still see that sort of like conflation that, oh, if you're vegan, you must be doing gluten-free as well. Uh, so that's, that's kind of interesting to point that out. Yeah, it's certainly something that I find personally confusing. You know, like, like mm-hmm. it's hard for me to really – because for me, being vegan is such an ethical – decision that when i get asked questions or when i find vegan food that's also you know gluten-free wheat-free soy-free like all of these things that like i don't have any ethical issue eating it's just it it is confusing i don't know i don't know how to how to like say it without being like i don't understand why this is the way that it is but it it definitely is yeah yeah for us it was you know it's definitely the ethical piece of it for us but i will tell you we come across at least for me in the restaurant i'd say it's a good 50 50 split between people that are vegan for ethical reasons versus for health reasons um you know but for us forget the way this business started really it was because of the ethical aspect of it do you find that you have to change the recipes significantly when you make something gluten-free versus standard no well when we do gluten-free the thing that has made it incredibly easy is um what is that brand oh gosh not dr bob's 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 red Red mill yeah they have a one-for-one gluten-free flour now so prior to that you would get like a garbanzo bean flour a brown rice flour and you have to add some sort of binding so zanath gum cornstarch or something that was kind of confusing because depending on how much you're making you have to adjust the amount of binder and it was sort of a trial by error thing for me at least because i'm not a gluten-free baker but now if somebody wants something i can pick up a bag of the one for one and it's good to go you just substitute it as flour 
and it's pretty it's pretty good. It's not not too heavy. The texture's not too gritty. Um, I've made some cupcakes and some brownies with it, and they taste pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. What do you use for egg? substitutes oh the binding question so, the well binding so question. but not only binding right also <laughs> yeah. moisture and where do you get your protein also volume <laughs> i know where you get your protein i think the best way to answer this is i don't know you don't know what you use as an know. egg substitute well, me, or you don't me, know where you get your protein from <laughs> either one <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you supplement your b12 let's go through them all <laughs> well really there's really no you, you kind of have to go pastry by pastry because um, so the double chocolate brownie has no binding in it uh, because it doesn't need really t- it rises a little bit but because of the, the cocoa powder keeps it together um, because there's fiber in that um, every cupcake's different uh, our vanilla cupcake there's a little bit of cornstarch in there the chocolate doesn't need any um, some of the cookies use we use energy egg replacer some of them don't need it at all. Um, but there's no like banana or there's no oh no we're not doing that you know, crushed up flaxseed or any no, of that uh, yeah no. I, we don't have any um banana as binding or flaxseed and water because just just because the, the the amount of volume we're doing that would just be a hindrance and then I never liked the getting that banana aftertaste when it wasn't meant to be there no it's just a strange, there's nothing yeah. that's more angering than a brownie that's a banana brownie. Yeah, you don't when need you it. just want a brownie. Yeah, it's not necessarily get that banana out of there. Nah, I mean, that, that's, that, that's a common question, obviously. I mean, yeah. that's why you asked it. But um, also, I, I, something I learned as I was going along and kind of getting recipes offline from books, doing research about stuff, was that a good deal of vegan recipes actually do come from the World War II era when dairy and eggs were in short supply hmm. or there was rations on them. So. I think the famous thing is like the crazy cake. Yeah. You make it, it's like a one pan thing, like water, oil, vinegar, sugar, cocoa powder, baking powder, baking soda, salt, and you all mix it up in there and it rises. So I think that's where a lot of the sort of the germ of, of the vegan baking comes from, is from that era. Is that Gita's cake? Yeah, but that's not her cake necessarily. That's We stay at a bed and breakfast up at... Uh Farm Sanctuary. Uh, when we go to visit there, there's a vegan bed and breakfast. And I think that's the first time we really had a chocolate cake that we really yeah, liked. The Ginger right? Cat bed and breakfast. Ginger Cat, yes. There's a, there's a plug for Gita. <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I remember thinking, wow, this is actually really good. It was sitting there in the room when you arrived. Mm-hmm. And um, that was before we really got into the baking piece of things. But it was solid, solid cake. Yeah, it's definitely been fascinating for me as a you know an amateur baker to try out different options Mm -hmm. i was just talking to my aunt who actually might be listening hi jackie (laughs) um about um egg replacement she was like i heard about this flax seed (laughs) stuff and i was like flax seed yeah i mean it's got its value it's good in like a whole wheat situation like a or an oatmeal cookie where you have a lot of texture anyway but in like a finer grained item you're not going to want that you don't want to do that in chocolate chip cookies you don't want to do that in a vanilla cake i agree i agree you know it's just it is so the texture is so flaxy um but i was like why don't you look into um aquafaba the you know chickpea water because i've used that to Mm -hmm. really nice effect making challah um what did I use it for recently? Oh, I can't remember. Oh, gingerbread. I made a gingerbread okay. cake and used it really nicely 
as a binder in there. Maybe I didn't need it. Next time I'll try it without it and see what happens. But I have a freezer full of that stuff, so i got to use it somehow. Is it whipped up or is it just like the liquid? No, it's just oh, the wow. liquid. Yeah, I reduced it by about a quarter. Okay. And then... Because it's, you know. it's, it's all starch, right? So when it whips up to like a nice like meringue texture? It does. I haven't ever done that. Oh, see, that's what but I want to try. Is like me too. Maybe next Christmas doing meringues, but... Yeah. Or like a... You know, like a banana cream pie. Yeah. With like, do you yeah. buy it or do you just get like cans of chickpeas and then so, eat the chickpeas and keep the liquid? Yeah. So what, what I've done is gone to Costco and get the big number 10 cans oh, and eat all okay. the chickpeas. And then you end up with, oh God, I don't know, hmm. like four ice cube trays worth nice. of liquid. So then I freeze it and I froze it. So it's all in one ounce portions. So wow. I can just like pop well, it I out. I have the number 10 cans at Frankie's, so... Yeah. can always save that. Yeah. yeah. So I have a huge gallon-sized bag of all these little ice cubes of chickpea water wow. in my freezer. Hmm. And, you know, for different applications, I'll reduce it more or less. I also use it as a wash. Um, oh, like an, like, an egg, like an egg yeah. wash? Yeah. yeah, it doesn't shine up quite as much. Um, the next time I do it, I'm going to add probably like a little maple syrup, some kind of sugar. Yeah, to so help it caramelizes it. a yeah. bit on top. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it's worked out really nicely. Oh, it's good, um, something to try. Because I was thinking about a Boston, a Boston uh, not a Boston cream, a um, banana cream pie with the uh, peaks, getting yeah. a little torch and doing yeah. the, the the burnt edges. Yeah, yeah, because that'd be beautiful and something you don't usually get vegan wise. No, no. Yeah, I get to taste test all of it. John does all the baking, so <laughs> I uh, I burn cereal, so it's not like. Uh, <laughs> but you work uh, in but, restaurants, but, don't? Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah but I, yeah. I'm good at like leading the team more than I am. <laughs> cooking or baking oh stop um but yeah that's that's the luxury of this i get to taste test a lot of things but my waistline's uh starting to to uh notice so well there are worse things yeah i guess there are i guess there are yeah but little of that conversation went over my head but uh yeah Oh, the baking conversation. Yeah, 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 yeah on the baking yeah. side, he's the business side. So, yeah, I'm the, and I'm the talker. I'm the one that goes out and can, you know, pretty much uh, be oh, the yeah. sales guy. He's the face of the business. So, yeah, but that's all right. It's a good team. It works. Yeah, you need both sides. I'm sure there are tons of businesses that have failed because they didn't have a business person, and there's tons of people who haven't gotten anything off the ground because their product wasn't sufficient oh, yeah had, you know lots my personality is not stellar so you don't oh, want God. me going into you don't want me going into but places trying to sell you're an actor just pretend like you're a person not pretend that's true. sorry just take on a role act yeah but that's also the problem is so many actors are not you know they're very grumpy in real life they don't want to be around people he is introverts grumpy, yeah yes. i'm not grumpy i'm introverted right so tell me about the kitchen you guys work out of um so it's a friend of mine is actually um also a baker and um he decided to go the route of closing up a retail shop to just con- to just go wholesale. And at that point in time, it just so happened to be when we were doing our thing. And uh, we decided that we could rent this kitchen together. So it's in Delaware County. It's a nice little spot. And um, yeah, so we're, but we are really focused on our own place. And uh, I'd like to be able to say, do that in this next year so mm-hmm. but uh, how many days a week do you bake um i think it varies it's anywhere between four to seven depending on the week um in addition to the wholesale accounts you can order everything that we sell through the website so that's on an on-demand service so it, you know you, we never know when orders are coming in but they have been coming in and that's it's getting st- steadily busier so that's good that's yeah. great every month is becoming a busier month so um and you know, I know I feel bad some 
sometimes for him because he is doing all the baking. I mean, we're not in a position to hire somebody else yet, but um, we're going to get to that point. So, uh, but there's times where, you know, he's, his constant for the week is just doesn't stop. And uh, that's a good thing, but yeah, that's uh, good. eventually that's good. we're going to have to have a backup plan. Uh, yeah. So especially we, we like to go on vacation once in a while. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, it's important. Oh, we need to talk. We, we need to talk about Vegas. Oh, tell me about oh, Vegas. Vegas. Let's talk about Vegas. Oh yes. Have you been to Las Vegas? I have not been ever. Never in my life. So anything you tell me, I'll believe. <laughs> it's a good thing you're saying now yeah. because Las Vegas is a vegan Mecca. Really? Yes. So here's the story. When Forks Over Knives came out, I think, yeah, it was about that time. Steve Wynn, who owns the Wynn and the Encore on the Vegas Strip, he also he pretty much built Vegas. He built the Mirage, Treasure Island, the Bellagio, you know, the one with the fountains out front. Mm-hmm. He saw all that and then built the Wynn and the Encore. And then many years after that, went vegan. So when he went vegan, he made a big deal about it. And he gave everyone in his hotels a copy of Forks Over Knives. And on both properties, I think there's like something like 20-some restaurants Every restaurant has a full vegan menu in addition wow. to the regular menu. And that kind of started a trend. And now vegan food is popping up all over the place out there. In addition to the Wynn properties, there is, what is there, Slice of Vegas is a pizza place with an amazing vegan um, pizza menu, salads, uh, pastas, um, nacho daddy. Mm, nacho so daddy good. oh my god is that a Mexican? vegan nacho place or like a vegan nacho place with the vegan options yeah wow. but yeah nothing like it here this is oh. this is why i keep telling john i want to move to vegas open no, up don't bat- leave us open up battering crumbs in vegas we'll, we'll, vacation we'll start spot. shipping <laughs> to, to pennsylvania nice have a place on one of the properties in vegas that yeah nice. that would be cool that would be very cool. yeah oh god there's who songs that's italian um that's mexican mexican sorry no i'm thinking zeferino is zeferino zeferino is this Place has been there since the, the Venetian, the Venetian opened, and they have this amazing gnocchi. Yeah, so needless to say, when we go to Vegas, there's no issues eating. Whereas when you go yeah. some places on vacation, yeah. it can be really difficult to find vegan food. Uh, Vegas is not one of them, so it works out well for us since we really like it there, and we try to get there at least at least two times a year. Oh wow! Uh, Sometimes three. Yeah. yeah wow. So, so that's where gamblers. Do you gamble? He does. Oh, okay. more so than me. Yeah, but it's not. Yeah, you know. he, he gambles when he's out there. Right, so right. He's, a, he's in the spa while I'm in the sports book. So <laughs> it's uh, enough to get like an offer to go back next time for like here's a couple free yeah, nights. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, we can do that. That's great. Yeah, yeah. You got to take advantage of that. Last trip we went for ten nights uh, to oh celebrate. It was a ten year anniversary, so okay. we've been together ten years. So uh, we decided ten nights for ten years, and um, family there too. So we did. For five of the nights. Cool. So the vacation really didn't start until after that. Right? <laughs> um, but hopefully they're not listening. Um, no, we. No. Uh, yeah, we just decided that uh, that was a good time to go. But what you also realize is that being 10 days away from the business can be rough. Um, so when we came back, it was, I think, a little bit tough to, to get back on track because he's a little bit you know, backlogged. Uh, so yeah, that that's, you know, factors into to all this. But it is just nice to go away and be able to find a spot where you can actually get good, solid vegan food and, and not have to do a whole lot of research beforehand, which is good. No, and like a ton of restaurants that are adding now vegan options because it's sort of becoming a trend to have a vegan option on the menu. So, oh and God. Rehoboth, we go down there a lot, and uh, I feel like oh, yeah. there's there's lack of options there, and that's a place that you know that I actually put on my agenda for a batter and crumbs spot. Mm. Uh, maybe not the first one, but uh, I think that would be a, a really nice place to to have a location. Um, there really is nothing like it there. 
So the one restaurant that had a lot of vegan options just closed. So oh no, yeah. So it's going to be tough to uh, this next year finding something. So we have to exert our pressure on them. Yeah, we do. Start Especially, demanding. Yeah, you would think there'd be a, a demand for it there. So yeah, you know, just resort to the Thai food all the time. And so that's your like. You know, your your go to for us if if we can't find something, we find a Thai restaurant so we can always make something. Oh yeah. Find something there. I mean Thai I love Thai food, yeah, so I yeah. eat it every <laughs> day. Drunken noodle, tofu, yeah. we're good. Yeah. Get some curry, no fish sauce. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. Good. Totally. So if people want to learn more about batter and crumbs or maybe order from you, one, where can they find how can they get a hold of your actual products? And two, how can they order from you? Okay, uh, so they can go, if they're in Delaware County, just outside of Philadelphia, we are at both Barlap and Bean locations. One is on Delaware County Community College campus. The other one is... Springton Point in, um, what is it? Uh, is it Marple, Newtown? I think so. It's yeah. on Springton Point, 252. Yeah, it's Marple, Newtown. But you can find them online. They're a pretty big coffee shop out there. Uh, Seven Stones, which is off of State Street in Media. Or Frankie's on Fairview, which is on Fairview Road in Woodland. Yep. Woodland. Um, if they want to order anything, they can go to the website and see everything we have. Uh, we do free delivery within 10 miles of media. Um, if you want to learn more, you can go to the website. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, we're, we're at 900, 999 likes on Facebook yeah, as of right now. So the, we need that We need that like. Well, um, have you liked us yet? <laughs> I'm about to. All right. As we're yes. speaking, okay, I want to like be 1,000. I like this that. This moment is memorialized. This is awesome. Yeah, we, um, we've been stuck on 999 for a few days, I think, which has been frustrating. But uh, yeah, batterandcrumbs.com. Uh, check out anything there. Uh, it's easy to order online. And we're also working with somebody who can't really say who yet, but um, somebody where we could have a drop-off point in Pennsylvania or in Philadelphia. Um, so anybody from Philly could just go pick up um, in a Philadelphia location. So more to come on that. But that's uh, great. until it's I official, I do most of the deliveries. Yeah, he does. <laughs> all the baking and all the driving. Well, yeah. well, he's busy. So I yeah, am busy. Yeah. I, this, is, this is my job. So. I have a full-time gig. <laughs> yeah, this is my job. Pretty, pretty busy. So. Um, yeah, Frankie's is a busy restaurant, which is also something that, um, I should plug a little bit is that we, we wound up third in the, uh, best of Philly vegan cheesesteak competition oh, hey, congrats. Uh, last year. We actually had won the popular vote. Um, I oh, will say, no. yes, we did it's win the Hillary popular situation. vote. Not to uh, say the winners yeah, were Trump. Yeah. Not doing that. But, uh, we, we did not win the, uh, the, I guess the grill off at the, um, forget where it was. But, the rotunda? Uh, no, no, no. It was somewhere in Philly, uh, but we uh, we got third. So, and I will say, I think ours is the best, and um, we're uh, we're going to hopefully enter that competition again. But Frankie's also does plenty of uh, vegan catering. Get a lot of requests for that. Um, so, uh, if anybody's looking for vegan catering over the holidays, uh, Frankie's on Fairview. Uh, give us a call. We'll make that happen. And, um, of course, for any catering needs um, for pastries, batterandcrumbs.com. Great. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming over. Oh, well, thanks Thank for you. having us. Yeah. talking to me about everything. Yeah. It's a real pleasure to meet you guys. Yeah, anytime. Let's do it again sometime. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Thank you.
Tegan Goes Vegan is produced by Tegan and Nathan Karuna with music by Amanda D'Amato. To learn more about the show, you can go to TeganGoesVegan.com, on Facebook at Facebook.com slash TeganGoesVeganPodcast, and on Twitter at TeganGoesVegan. You can also sign up for emails at TeganGoesVegan.com slash contact. If you enjoyed the show, please be sure to rate and review on iTunes at bit.ly slash vegan podcast. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back soon with more great vegan content.